Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, J-Mo, Jennifer Moran is about to absolutely just rock your world when she comes on in just a minute, so make sure you stay tuned. Let's talk about the announcements first, because you are here, you're becoming your greatest possible self, and more than likely, you are someone who wants to get your message out in the world, you want to evolve, you want to upgrade, you want to make a bigger impact, and I'm here to serve you however I can. So number one, Definitely keep tuning in to the 12-hour marathon. It is a blast here. We have a lot of fun, definitely, and we are just getting started. Listen to the podcast. Watch us on YouTube. Anywhere you want to find us, great. Now, if you are a guest material, you want to get your message out on this platform, send me a message. Connect with me. would love to talk to you about getting your message out to the world in a bigger way. And then also, if you're at the point where you're thinking about launching your podcast and making a big impact in the world through that, I love helping our clients launch their podcast. We do it in mastermind form. We do it in one-on-one form. And I also do uh, general coaching mindset and business coaching as well. So if that's something that you get fired up by. Let's talk. I would love to talk to you. You can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns. That's a great place to find me. You can also find me on Instagram at I am millionaire Chris, and you can send me an email, chris at beyourgps.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Next up, I'm going to share the iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by C. Trippy. And C. Trippy says, great content and energy. I'm a newbie and I'm already improving what I do daily from the great content. Thank you. Thank you so much, C. Trippy. I appreciate you. If you want to give us a review, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, highly recommend it. Go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self in the iTunes or podcast store uh, and also on Google. You can find it on whatever your favorite podcast player is and do it there as well. So thanks so much in advance for doing that. And if you want to give us a review, let us know what you love about the show, what could use improvement, how we can make it even better for you. Let us know. We love that feedback too. J-Mo is about to come on. Jennifer M. Moran is about to blow your mind about what's possible, especially in the later decades of life. So you definitely want to stay tuned. She's going to be sharing some awesome secrets and probably some pretty like uh, duh things so that you can take action on and not have to suffer with feeling tired, feeling exhausted, feeling like like all hope is lost, lost in terms of your health and wellness. Do you want that hope back? Do you want that fire back? Do you want that inspiration back? Definitely stay tuned because Jennifer and I are going to dive into that in just a minute here. So make sure you stay all the way through till the end. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because these conversations are full of golden wisdom to help you become your greatest possible self. Let's introduce Jennifer and then we'll bring her on the screen. Miss Jennifer Moran is a top earner in network marketing, a best-selling author, a John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach, and an MPC Masters bikini bodybuilding champion. She has been featured on Fox News in magazines Success From Home, Networking Times, and Business For Home on the podcast MLM Nation and She's also partnered with John C. Maxwell, where she was a featured speaker and teacher in The 15 Laws of Growth with a concentration in network marketing. Online class, in the online class, <laughs> a former top pharmaceutical sales rep and trainer, Jennifer brings nearly 30 years of transformational leadership experience to people she inspires through her speaking, her training, and her coaching. She is a published author, self-proclaimed fitness fanatic, and travel junkie who is most proud of her role as a wife of 23 years to her husband, Sean, and mom to their three amazing kids. Oh my gosh. We are so blessed to have Jennifer here with us today. J-Mo, are you ready to rock this 
house superwoman because I, I i'm telling you you bet you better be ready to bring the heat for this gps squad in this in this tribe We're, i know you're gonna bring it. you're bringing it right jmo i'm bringing it man i'm bringing it i mean it's hard to like not like want to dance with you because you're like, so full of energy man burn it up coaching is the for you, that's get me fired up man mm, that's the name of the game that's yeah. that's why we're here yeah. to fire up people in their potential exactly. and their, their gps jmo so we are going to dive right in okay this is okay. this is going to be an amazing conversation and if anyone out there is listening if you know jmo before let us know in the comments how did you meet her how did you connect with her if you're just meeting with her for the first time today let us know that too because we love finding out who people are connected with and let us know yeah. you're out there in the audience we love hearing that so Jennifer, we're going to dive into this first question of your message multiplied. That's like the theme of today's 12-hour yeah. marathon. And so I just want to hear what does that mean to you, multiplying your message? Well, you know, sometimes you multiply your message when you least expect it. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's in the middle of those challenges and adversities that get thrown at you in life where you're kind of thinking, man, what is God doing? What is the universe mm -hmm. doing to me right now? Um, that actually ends up multiplying your message, mm -hmm. right? Go forth and multiply. Uh, sometimes there's some, there's definitely some challenges that we all face or or overcome, and when we're in the midst of it, we don't realize that that in actuality is taking us to that next level and is going to multiply our message. It's going to grow us exponentially, uh, not only ourselves but also touch other people's lives and, and help them grow as well. So it's huge. It's like we never we never know what are those those circumstances that are like shaping us. And especially yeah. when we're when we're in the thick of it, we're like, oh, this is terrible. Like I would rather be anywhere but here. But really <laughs> yeah. that is our like trial by fire. It's our it's our like journey through the difficult times that allows us to come out on the other side and really inspire and impact so many people like you are doing today. Like you you're just freaking shining girl. It's so oh, awesome. well, thank you. Well, thank you for, I, I feel honored to even be part of your podcast today and part of your marathon. Yeah. Um, you're, you're actually changing lives and legacies mm -hmm. on a, on a, on a big time scale, my friend. So, um, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I love it. Thank you, JMO. So let's dive into who you are and what your clients come to you for today. What do you stand for in the world, JMO? Well, I think most of, you know, really, especially now being 52 years old, I, I really, get a lot of women more than anything now yeah. that, that really where I inspire them is the fact that I still have a very, um, I guess, youthful outlook towards life. You yeah. know, I always tell people that age is just a number mm. and it's kind of funny how, you know, we talk a lot in leadership and in coaching, how, uh, really we have these negative committees in our head. They're always shutting us down on different things, but you know, it's kind of funny as we hit certain milestones, whether we turn 30, 40, 50, we start telling ourselves, Oh, I'm too old for that. Or, my life's over. But I mean, every morning that you wake up and take a breath is, mm -hmm. you know, one more day that you, that you have to crush it and fulfill your purpose in life. And, you know, really years are just markers. That's all they are. Um, you know, I try to tell people sometimes too, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, it kind of sounds a little morbid, but I'm like, you know, there's 21 year olds that are waking up today thinking that they have all the time in the world who aren't going to see the end of the day. And I, I hate to say that. So you just never know. So you really need to wake up every day, Mach 10 with your hair on fire, ready to crush it because, you know, you just won the lottery by even waking up because I don't know what the statistics are of the people that go to bed and never wake up. Yeah. But, you know, when you wake up, you've already won. So um, that's huge. So why not go? you know, continue to, to set goals and crush them. Yeah. And you know what I, what I hear is a lot of people don't wake up with that winner's mentality of I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to go share my gifts. I'm going to go live my purpose today because I don't know how much time I have left. So there's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of uh, intentionality with their time and their energy. It's more like, oh, you know, it's just another day. It's just mm -hmm. another day versus like, this is a freaking miracle. This is a, this yeah. is a gift that I've been given. Like, how, how do people wake up and, and start to recognize that, Jennifer? Well, I mean, it's just really sometimes it helps me to have a little third party credibility in front of me. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, hearing stories of people that have passed that 50 year mark for me yeah. um, and have not only continued to crush life, but in some cases started their mm. careers. I mean, we've all heard the story of Colonel Sanders, right? Yeah. Who was in the 60s and started Kentucky Fried Chicken, which I don't know if we need to thank him for that or not being in health and <laughs> But just saying, 
but, you know, for example, in, in my industry in network marketing, I mean, I had the honor of spending a whole afternoon uh, one time with a top earner in another health and wellness company. Um, and I've looked up to this man for years in network marketing. And um, he literally got into our industry when he was 62 years old. And I'm in his 9,000 square foot home. He was uh, in his 80s. I want to say he was 89. I could be wrong because he looked 60. And um, <laughs> he literally was making $600,000 a month. Wow. Let that marinate. $600,000 a month. And prior to that, he had been a butcher, literally. What? He had a, a career as a butcher, got out of it in, in his 60s and joined network marketing and, and ended up crushing life. And you know, just his mental attitude. I mean, he answered the door wearing khakis and Air Jordans and he's in his 80s, you know? <laughs> I want to be that girl. Yes. Maybe not in khakis, but yeah. I love it. I love it. So it sounds like really surrounding yourself with people who who remind you what's possible versus yeah. like kind of living in the monotonous day-to-day of, oh, it's just another day. It's like if you get around people who are on fire like yourself, like myself, like these incredible guests who are on this platform and listening to podcasts, go into live events, networking, whatever it is, however you get around them, like that's what it takes to really uh, expand yourself. And I know you have expanded yourself along your journey. I, w- I want to go back into the journey and talk about, especially sure. at the beginning, being a pharmaceutical rep, uh, what was that like and how did you get into that and what were the lessons that you picked up uh, in that phase of your life? Well, I mean, I grew up in a family of professionals. My father was a physician and an army colonel. I had two half-sisters that were PhDs. My mother was a journalist. I mean, she grad- graduated from the University of Texas in 1947 when, when most women didn't. Mm. So I was really raised in that mentality of you go to school, you graduate, you get a good job, and yep. you work 40 years. You know, the 40-40-40 plan where you work 40 hours a week for 40 years to try to retire on 40% of what you couldn't <laughs> live on 100% of when you were working. Uh. <laughs> that plan, broken, right? But I, I really grew up in a very achievement type of mindset. Everything was about your degrees. Um, And to make a very long story short, I entered pharmaceutical sales pretty quickly after college, getting my college degree. And I was in that industry for 15 years and I loved it. And it was kind of interesting because um, I was working for a cardiovascular biotech company um, and I was the rep in Houston in the Texas Medical Center. And a friend of mine that called me about network marketing uh, was our rep in Dallas. And literally when she called me, she said, Jennifer, I have an opportunity for you, which I instantly went, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I don't do <laughs> business opportunities, wink, wink, Ponzi scheme. I don't do those things. And um, I literally just felt bad for her because I was like, this girl's an MBA. I mean, is she a sucker or what? Did no, has no one hit her up for these things before, you know? And, uh, you know, just fast forward, the only reason I got involved in network marketing is she drilled it down. And this can really probably apply to any entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But I always say that people are starved in one of four areas of their life, always. They either don't have enough time, they don't have enough money, they don't have enough relationship because they're working all the time. So they can't go volunteer at church or be the room mom or go coach Little League because they're always working. So they donate through money, but they don't have any real relationship And you do hear a lot of people who are uber successful, but then they lose their families or they're on their third, fourth or fifth marriage because they can't keep a relationship together. So there's always that trade off. And then, of course, being in the health and wellness field now, I always say, too, which is true. People are always starved in the area of health, either personally, if children that struggle with their health or parents or family members. And so, you know, she really built it around that. But Mm. she knew that I was passionate about my church. My church was meeting in school at the time. They had bought uh, about 15 or 16 acres to build a church. And she literally said, listen, why don't you just get involved and just work it for a little bit and do it as a fundraiser for your church? It was with an energy company. So she said, you can switch a few electric bills. It's going to happen with or without you because the state's deregulated. So you might as well get your friends to switch to you and have it go towards, you know, your cause. Right. That's how I sort of fell into (laughs) network marketing. And here we are 14 years later. But you know, my attitude back then in corporate America was, you know, I was too pretty to do mm. network marketing. That was beneath me, you know, and um, it, it just the attitude I had toward towards it. Uh, mm. and, and honestly, I tell everybody, even after I quit my job and was in it full time, 
I still had a lot of belief issues because as you and I both know, everything starts with belief, right? Your thoughts lead to actions, actions lead to habits, habits lead to results, right? So even when I was full time, I jokingly say I was a closet networker, which is an oxymoron. It's like jumbo shrimp, right? It just doesn't even go together. You can't be a closet networker. Right. And I see closet entrepreneurs, people who start their businesses and they never tell anybody. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't want people to be, I'm like, hello, you know, how do you expect to be successful unless you tell people? So that's how I ended up in, in network marketing. Wow. And so when you were in those, in that first part of, being more confident about sharing your opportunity, sharing the value that you had to give to the world. Like what was, what was getting in the way and how did you break through that? Well, you know, for me, and this is a pretty personal story, but I'll share it with you. Um, actually, you know, with the company I was with at the time, which was an energy company, mm -hmm. they had just expanded into Georgia. Georgia was deregulated for um, natural gas. Uh -huh. So we opened up in Georgia and I was with one of our top earners who I actually happened to know this gentleman from college. And he literally called me up one day. We were all out in Atlanta and we were having appointments or whatever. And I had a few appointments canceled. And he said, hey, you want to go with me? Because I'm meeting with Ted Turner's right hand guy, like, you know, d down at his penthouse office in Buckhead. If you've ever been to Atlanta, Buckhead, hmm. not Butthead, Buckhead <laughs> is really the, an awesome area. Yeah. So I said, sure, I'll go with you. So I, I go down with Greg and we literally go to this penthouse, you know, suite. It, it literally is like everything that you would see in a, in a cartoon almost, wow. you know, with the secretary out front, the big wooden doors swing open. And they're way by the windows is this humongous desk with this little man sitting behind it. <laughs> so we go there and we plop down and Greg proceeds to go through everything with this guy. And the guy literally told us up front, I am seeing you as a favor to my friend. And he looks at Greg and says, so you're like a, a top earner in this thing. You know, it's always a thing, right? You're a top earner in this thing. And Greg goes, yeah, I sure am. And he said, well, prove it, which, you know, you really can't do it now. They don't really want you showing your income because it can be considered a perceived guarantee. Like mm -hmm. the FTC doesn't like that anymore. Mm -hmm. But back then we played a little looser. And so he, he showed this guy one of his monthly checks, which was roughly about 50 or 60,000 for the month. And the guy looks at it, he kicks back in his chair like this, shoves the book back at Greg and says, why would I want to do that? I mean, I make literally about 80000 a month, plus I got benefits, blah, blah, blah. And it got real tense. And I'm thinking in that moment, wow, what's he going to say? Because I had the same hangups. I'm like, man, there's, there's, you know, I have respect for these people that are CEOs, CFOs of these huge corporations. Yeah. So Greg kicks back and he goes, I'd take my 60000 over your 80000 a month any day of the week. And you want to know why? Because I can get up out of this chair, go down to Hartsfield Airport, jump on a Delta flight back to Dallas, go home, sit in my lazy boy, put my remote control like this, watch ESPN Sports Center for the next six years, and I still make 60000 a month. Residual. Yes. Whereas you, on the other hand, never see your wife and kids. You live here and God forbid they don't fire you next year and it all goes away. Mm. And it impacted me because, you know, as a kid, and I might've mentioned this to you, but I lost four family members in the span of nine years. I watched my grandmother, my uncle, my mom, and my father pass away um, all between high school and college. Mm. And I was a life insurance kid. Life insurance went away, right? Mm. Um, I see people where long-term or short-term disability is their, their plan in life. And I'm like, so your retirement plan is to fall off a ladder, lose an arm. <laughs> That's how you're going to retire. No. I mean, so, you know, to, to get passive income and it doesn't have to be through network marketing. There's a million different ways you can do it. Right. You can, uh, you can do podcasts, you can sell courses, you can do yep. coaching, right, Chris, yep. whatever it is, you want to make money in your sleep. Right. right. It's usually only available to people who wrote best selling songs or invested in oil and gas royalties. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but it taught me a lot about the fact that I need to be proud of what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I have access to unlimited income where I'm not trading time for money anymore. And it's when you're trading time for money that you're owned by someone, they're putting mm -hmm. a dollar value on your life. 
And, um, you know, we as entrepreneurs, that's what we want to break free of uh, in a lot of cases is we want to own our lives. We want to control our lives. And it's difficult because all small business owners want to end up like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or, you know, whatever. But it's, you know, it goes back to that Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow equation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the cash flow grid where you want to move from employee or small business owner over to a big business owner or an investor um, where you can make passive income. You can have walkaway income. You can be on your boat in the middle of Lake Tyler that I'm looking at right now with at my friend's house, um, you know, on a, I don't even know what day it is. What, what day is it? <laughs> Wednesday. The, the perfect right. day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Every day is an amazing day, right? Yes. Every day can be a Saturday if you want it to. We work really hard, but mm. we also have the ability uh, to take off and play really hard. So it was in that moment that, that I, I learned something. And I thought, you know, this poor man sitting across from me in probably all his friends' eyes is, is wealthy, but he's so poor in so many areas of his life. He, he's working all the time. He's never seen his wife and kids. Mm. And quite frankly, he's sitting there building Ted Turner's dream. He's not building his dream. And he's not in control of that. And uh, that blew me away. I want to dive into this because this is gold. A lot of people are out building somebody else's dream, kind of just trying to fit into a mold and not like having their own personal vision, their own personal like compass and having clarity on what their life, what they want that to look like. And I think that's one of the most valuable things that someone can do out there to start getting clear on like, what do you want your best life ever to look like? Like a lot of people spend more time thinking about their, their vacations than what they want their life to look like in the next three, five, 10 years. And that's like a total mistake to be focusing on something that's a short-term gratification rather than like a legacy. So I also want to re-highlight these points that you made, the pillar where people might be uh, starved or not not be successful in. Uh, It's not having enough time. Mm -hmm. It's not having enough money. It's not having the relationships and the connections that they really desire, or it's not having the health that they desire. So for everyone listening or watching right now, live or replay, uh, type in which one you want to grow the most. Okay. Type it in. Let's get interactive. Let's get engaging with this. Um, you know, put it in, take a screenshot, put it on Instagram. You know, you can tag us. It's, it's all good. So which is, which is the area that you really want to grow in? And, uh, Jennifer, I want to dive into just a little bit more about this leg legacy, this purpose piece. And I want to, I want to talk about how did your parents and losing them at an early age, um, how did that impact your, your vision, your purpose and your, your legacy that you wanted to leave in the world? Well, it gave me a little bit of a sense of urgency because I, I saw, you know, my mother who worked as a journalist most of her life, um, she worked for UPI in Dallas. She was a journalist for the San Antonio light. Um, she did a lot of freelance journalism. Um, you know, you have my father who was career army for 35 years, Colonel ends up going into private practice, um, was a chief surgeon, all that. But when my father retired, um, I literally was 14 years old. Uh, we moved to, back to San Antonio, which is where my parents had met. And, you know, when I think about that, that was in 1980, 81. And by, uh, 1983, he was dead. And, you know, and, and quite, I hate to say it, but that's common. Uh, for people to retire, and then within just a few years, they're gone. They don't have a. They don't have a purpose. They don't have something to live for. Exactly, they've lost their meaning. In fact, you know, I, I saw my father. It was really heartbreaking in a way. But we went out to Brook Army Medical Center when he was ill, and he was sitting in the waiting room. And this poor little, you know, corporal—I don't even know what his rank was—but he came out and he was literally just reading the, you know, calling patients back, and he's like. Mr. Raymond Merritt, he said, Mr. And my dad about came out of his chair because he had worked 35 years for that title. Right. And here's this guy, this kid who just in one statement calling him Mr. Stripped him of all his purpose. And, you know, it was powerful for me because I thought, you know, it's sad that people do get caught up in titles. Um, You know, I, you know, now being so heavily vested in leadership, um, not only being mentored in leadership and, and trained myself in leadership, but coaching others. You know, we all know that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, to quote John Maxwell, right? Mm. Um, and it's not really about position. Mm. You know, in fact, I heard one of your, uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts, I believe it was with uh, Monty Wyatt, mm. and he was talking about that, uh, about how a lot of people have titles, um, but it doesn't make them a leader. 
You know, a manager is not necessarily a leader. There's plenty of managers out there that don't know how to lead. They can't lead their way out of a paper bag. So, you know, at the end of the day, I really realized, you know, there's more to life. I mean, you know, it's about because I tears was rereading letters from patients that he had either saved their life or impacted their life in some way during the Korean War, World War II, what have you. He was older when he had me. He was 55 when I was born. But but. But that's what was powerful for that was his purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Was to serve others. And and I think even as entrepreneurs, to kind of fast forward to where we're at here, you know, everybody on this podcast, you know, is somewhat probably in the entrepreneurial space. You might have some people in the corporate world listening, but I think when you don't have a greater purpose that's greater than just making money or making a paycheck, um, you're not gonna last very long and you're not gonna be a very happy person. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, when your meaning is only wrapped up in building someone else's dream. And that ends, whether you retire or whether you get fired or you get laid off. That's why you see people who get laid off from their job or fired from their job and they commit suicide. To me, that's the, I'm like, are you kidding me right Mm -hmm. now? Because here's, and I'm not trying to take anybody to church, but I won't preach for a second. Do it. God gave you your own fingerprint for a reason. Mm. And even if you don't believe in God, you know, take God out of it. It's a proven fact that, Nobody before you or nobody after you has a fingerprint like you, which is why the FBI uses it, right? You know, to identify people. But to me, that's a wink from the creator, universe, whatever you want to call it, that you're unique. You have a gift and a purpose that no one else before you or no one else after you has. And I really do believe that that dash between the day we're born and the day that that we die, um, kind of, you know, I think, I don't know if it was Einstein or Mark Twain who said it. But more important than the day you were born is the day you find out why. Yeah. Right. It's about that dash. It's about that. There's something in there in you that no one else has. And that's what excites me. You know, I'm, I'm a natural connector. I love to connect great people to great people and connect great people with their greatness. And a lot of times it's that very conversation. I get excited looking at Chris Burns because there's something Chris Burns knows that that I don't know and that no one else on the planet knows there's something you can do that no one else on the planet can do. And if that song dies within you, that's a travesty for the rest of us. Yeah. And so I really try to encourage and coach people to come out of that and live their purpose to really give that some thought mm-hmm. because we, um, as I heard someone say one time, it's sort of, sometimes we have captivity through activity, mm-hmm. which really ministered to me in a lot of ways because that captivity is sometimes we get so caught up in the busy busyness of life, just trying to check the box, pay the mortgage, pay the bills, get the kids put through college and whatever, that we lose sight of what we were really meant to do. Mm. And, um, and, and that's powerful for me. And, and that's what fuels me every day um, in whatever platform I'm given to speak to people is I, I want to bring that out of them. And so help did, them did you discover that like your, your connection with your purpose, your intimate relationship with it, knowing, Hey, every day is another opportunity to share this message and impact people. Did you discover that, uh, as, as before or after during becoming a top inner income earner in your company? Like when did that, did that connection really, really get created for you? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because my friend that I'm staying with right now, Carol Emery, she's amazing. Um, she's a she's a, a boss all in her own right. But um, we just went and had lunch and we were talking on the way back. And, you know, I, I was telling her, I said it was kind of interesting because for years when I would speak on stage, mm-hmm. I would have people come up and say, you know, that was great, whatever. But then they'd always go, I know you from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I have seen you before or you look like my cousin Sally or whatever. And I mean... <laughs> A lot of times it would kind of bug me because it didn't <laughs> happen. There were certain times that it would happen more often than others. Yeah. But I happened to be with a mentor of mine, uh, this guy named Randall. And Randall, he used to call me Jazzy Mo. And uh, <laughs> one day I, I'd finished speaking. He was speaking as well. And this lady comes up and literally your cousin Sally kind of thing. And I, <laughs> she walks off and I go, Randall, oh my gosh, people tell me that all the time. And I mean, what if cousin Sally is not a cute girl? I mean, I kind of want to know what her cousin Sally looks like, like, is this a compliment? And we were kind of laughing about it. And then he got real serious. And he looked at me and he goes, he goes, jazz. He goes, you understand they don't recognize you. Right. And I went, what? And now uh, again, I'm not trying to take anybody to church. Randall's a Christian, but he said, when you're on stage, Jennifer, and you are really 
pulling down your purpose, you're walking in your anointing. Mm. And what people recognize is that that universal or, you know, as I would put it to a Christian friend of mine, they see like what the Holy Spirit's purpose for you is in that moment. And they recognize him. They don't recognize you, but they see him, but they think it's you because they've seen it before because they were somewhere before they came here. So they basically are like, yeah, that looks so familiar to me because you're in your purpose. You're walking in your purpose and everything in the universe aligns in that moment. And it just clicks. And people are like, I recognize that. And it's kind of funny because I feel like when you get off track, because there's been times in my life, I've definitely gotten off track or I've. I, I haven't been where I need to be uh, in alignment with gratitude and, and everything in my life spiritually mm-hmm. that I've noticed it stops. Uh, people stop saying, I know you from somewhere. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. And it kind of is, has become my barometer of how aligned I am in that moment. And, um, you know, that's when it really, I, I realized, oh my gosh, this is my gift. When I'm up here, I'm connecting and I, I'm pulling greatness out of people. And that's my purpose. That's when people, and it was when I would get up and just talk about the business, I'd start crushing numbers or something that people were like, yeah, great talk. Nobody said I look like cousin Sally, you know, (laughs) that I thought, okay, well, maybe I'm not the numbers girl. I'm the vision girl. And and I've started to realize through knowing that I had the ability to cast vision, Mm -hmm. that I also had the ability to give others vision for their own lives. And that led me to realize, and it was really through one of my other business coaches where he, he bottom lined it for me. Um, and he was Jim Rohn's 18 year business partner. And he said, listen, this is the deal, Jennifer. I mean, you have a gift, you connect great people with great people. You've connected great people with me and my mastermind, you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably why I am a top earner in network marketing. I have a love uh, for connecting great people uh, with whatever their purpose is. And they can feel that, I guess, when I talk to them, because it, it suddenly turns me from being a salesperson to, I care about you. Because I've literally looked at people and said, oh my gosh, being an entrepreneur is not for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to be a certain kind of person. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's in all of that that I that I realized I know how to check to see where I'm aligned. So mm-hmm. that's so powerful because it's when we when we have a guiding compass, a a check in with ourselves. That's that's in my opinion the greatest truth that we can tap into. Right? Like, what is God, Source, Creator, Universe? What is what is that want from me? What is my yeah. greatest self expression? If we're constantly inquiring about that, am I living my purpose today? Did I did I do my best? Did I really like show up and serve in my gifts, or was I trying to fit into somebody else's mold? Was I off track? It's like really being being in communication with that source and that guidance system. It's essential to be able to live our greatest life. Yes, exactly. And you know, I was listening to a very old Jim Rohn talk years ago, and I heard him say something along the lines of, "You're not a tree, right? Like a tree has a purpose. A tree grows and it casts shade. That's its only purpose. And if a tree doesn't like its purpose, well, guess what? It's stuck. It's a tree. It can't get (laughs) up and move. And one of the greatest things about being a human Mm. is that you can move. You can change your mind if you're stuck in something where you feel like, okay, I'm I'm here and I'm planted by the shore like a tree, but I'm not in my purpose. Well, get up and move. Yes. Go find your purpose. You know, figure out what it is that you really feel called to do. And, th- and that's the hard part. Mm. And, and sometimes I don't really think it's figuring out. It's listening um, and watching in the journey. Um, and a lot of times kind of, I guess, to sort of get us back on topic here, because I, I have a feeling you and I could talk for hours, but you know, in terms of adversity and things like that, that come your way, Mm. instead of viewing it as adversity, view it as a chance to get polished. You know, um, I I tell my kids a lot of times, you know, if if silver gets tarnished, like I have my old grandmother's tea service, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it turns black, and I have to turn, I have to, you know, um, polish that tarnish, right? That rubbing process to get it shiny again is not fun for the silver. (laughs) I mean, I am rubbing and it's this gritty stuff. And it probably, if the silver had feelings, it would be like the owl that hurts. Stop doing that. But it's making it shinier. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that come at us in life that we kind of go, ow, that hurts. And I don't like that. 
it's, it's for a purpose. And you can choose in that moment with your free will to either view it as failure or as fuel. But it's up to you. Your free will is choosing in that moment. You know, um, Darren Hardy says it all the time that he lets his haters be his motivators, right? So what makes him different from somebody else who, you know, that you read about on the 10 o'clock news that went and shot somebody because they cut him off in traffic? That was not somebody who let that person motivate them to, you know, practice peace or, you know, be grateful that they're even in a car on a freeway in one of the richest countries in the world at that moment to even be cut off in traffic. You know, I mean, it's all your attitude of how you look at it. Yeah, it's the attitude, it's the perspective, and I love that we're we're transitioning into this because you had a perspective, um, you know, in in your forties, let's say, that y- you you probably didn't have as much vitality and energy and life and you know well being as as you. Th- like as was possible and something was blocking you from that. And I want to educate our audience how they might be limiting themselves or, or like seeing things not as their limitless selves and what your transformation was and how you transformed your body. Let's dive into that story. Well, it's kind of a crazy story. It's, I, I always say it's a very long story over a bottle of wine, right? <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll, I'll compact it down really quickly. So I transitioned from my old network marketing company to the one that I'm in right now, which is in health and wellness. And uh, I'll just package it by saying it was a bad breakup. And um, it put me in a very stressful situation. Um, I ended up resigning from that company. Um, They weren't happy about where I had gone. They tried to make my life miserable. And um, there was some financial hardship in that because when I resigned, I lost my check, which is a residual check, which typically in network marketing is willable, sellable, transferable. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I had a little bit of pride and said I've never been terminated. And they were like investigating me to potentially terminate me because they were angry because I'd left. Long story. But um, I resigned. And in my letter, I said, I've never been terminated from anything in my life and I'm not going to start now. Gave up my check, had no check for four months, which was very difficult. Um, But as another mentor of mine, uh, the CEO of the company I'm with now, Logan Stout, said said just the other day in a quote, um, it's when your back's against the wall. And if you work as though your back's against the wall, then your back will never be against the wall. But I worked because my back was against the wall and I had something to prove. And it was one of those moments of choosing I can let this totally shut me down and debilitate me and just go into bed and pull the covers over my head and Mm. cry. Or I can wake up every morning with that visual in my head of them saying, see, she went there and she failed. And that's what got me out of bed because I was like, hell hath no fury like a woman scored. And uh, I went to work. And um, it was like eight years of everything that I had learned in the other company just went in that moment. It was literally like a straight out of the movie Limitless. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was grinding, man. I mean, there were days I didn't shower days. I lost my voice. Um, I, I, I worked it hard. I rode that thing like a sway back mule. I was not letting go of that dream and that goal. And, um, I popped out the number one income earner, which was great. Yeah. But then I was kind of like, Oh crap. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. I've never been a number. I mean, I've been number 40 was the highest I got in my other wow. company. Right. I mean, I had the free car and I was going on all the top 50 trips, but you know, there was still somebody to, to chase. Does that make sense? As Matthew McConaughey, I think said in his Oscar speech, you know, he has to have somebody to look up to. I think there was something else. And then he said, and somebody to chase. Mm. And I'd lost that person to chase now because I was the person and there was a learning curve in that. And as I went through that next year, Um, I struggled quite a bit, you know, as, as Logan Stout had said to me one time, he said, the higher you climb, the stronger the wind blows. And he was right. Um, and, and there were some tough things that I had to deal with. Um, I had people that were genuinely out for my best interest. I had haters. Um, you know, there were, there was a lot of things that I went through, but one day my daughter walks in the door. She's 18 years old at the time playing soccer. She was the captain of the soccer team at her high school. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, they were laughing at this girl. They started out laughing, but then they stopped laughing um, at this girl who uh, was a little bit heavy. She'd been a drill team girl, quit drill team, um, and st- suddenly started showing up at school, carrying her food, jugs of water. Next thing you know, this girl's a bikini champion in bodybuilding. And typical teenage girls, they're all talking about it. 
So my daughter's captain of the soccer team, and she was going to University of Alabama in the fall, and they have the largest sorority rush in the nation. And my daughter's a tomboy, I mean, soccer girl. And she said, I'm a little nervous about rush. I'm not going to be playing soccer in the summer. So she holds up this picture of this girl with her before and after and says, well, actually, before she said that, she goes, I think I want to do bikini contests. That's exactly what she said. Wow. And I literally went, pardon my French, hell no. <laughs> like, I'm picturing like a shot girl in a bar, like right. in a bikini. I'm like, you're not doing that. Right. And she holds up the before and after. And she said, no, this mom, it's bodybuilding, right? So I said, oh, okay, I understand. You've got goals. She said, it'll keep me fit over the summer, get me ready for rush so that I don't gain a bunch of weight because I'm not playing soccer anymore and, you know, what have you, and I'll, I won't get out of shape. And I said, well, let me go meet with the trainer. Um, she said, well, I want to go see this, this guy who was training her friend. And um, I just went to go write him a check and make sure he wasn't creepy because he was <laughs> going to be working out my 18-year-old daughter. Right. So I plopped down in front of him. His name's Cody Barta. And I, I plopped down in front of Cody with my daughter and he's talking to her and he looks at her and he says, listen, it's going to take about 16 weeks to get you in shape for a contest, roughly, I think. And uh, he said, but it would really help if you had an accountability partner. How often have we heard that, right? Even in leadership. <laughs> yeah. It would really help if you had an accountability partner, um, you know, to, to get through it. And she literally, Chris, looks over at me like this, looks me up and down. And goes, I was 25 pounds overweight. I was so stressed out. I was basically dealing with all the stress from my old company, what have you, drinking a little too much wine, doing it too many dinners, you know, launching the company. Yeah. He looks at me, looks me up and down, and she goes, well, you're the number one income earner in a health and wellness company. Wouldn't hurt you to do it. Just like that. <laughs> so I was like... Okay. And in that moment, I was all business, man. I was thinking, well, I mean, I get a chance as a mom to spend time with my daughter, which any parent out there listening knows is rare uh, for them to invite you to spend 16 weeks. With right. Them. Right. Uh, and then on top of that, I thought, man, maybe I could recruit the trainer, you know, and plus, even though one piece of, of my health and wellness business I had down because it kind of, it, it sort of combines medical with pharmaceutical with nutraceutical there was this whole other side where we had pre-workouts and post-workouts and shakes. And, right. you know, when I would sit down in front of a trainer and they would go, well, how does your pre-workout compare to C4 or, you know, psychotic by insane? <laughs> I didn't know, you know? So I thought this is a good time for me to learn everything, yeah. right? So I dove in. And it's kind of interesting that when you t take a leap of faith, and in a way, I was a little bit running away from my problems, I realized, too, in that moment. It was sort of that nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go lift weights. That was what it was for me. <laughs> so I thought, you know, and my excuse was I get to kind of back away from everything in my business to spend time with my daughter. Everybody mm -hmm. understand, you know, all that. So I dive into it. About eight weeks in, my trainer looks at me and said, I think you should compete. And I went, okay. I'm literally at the time I was 48 years old. And I said, Nobody wants to see that in a bikini, like three C-sections, not trying to be TMI, but I had literally just had a hysterectomy like four months late, earlier. Wow. I had all these little keyhole scars on my stomach and, you know, all self-conscious. And he said, no, I'm telling you, there's a lady named Ernestine Shepard. I mean, if anybody out there listening, just Google the woman. Uh, in fact, I believe Prevention Magazine did a little YouTube documentary on her. And she's in her 80s now, but she still is competing in NPC bikini bodybuilding. And she's in her 80s Dang. and does not look it. Uh, she is more ripped than the majority of my friends in their 30s. Right. Mm -hmm. So he shows me all this stuff on Ernestine. And I said, all right, I'll give it a go. But I realized I needed accountability outside of my daughter. And so in a leap of faith, I put it on Facebook. Mm. Like the biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody's watching yeah. because, and, and it's everybody's watching. I mean, the good, the bad, and the haters, right? Yep. They're all watching either to see me fail, see that our products don't work, see that I quit. Nice. And in fact, I told everybody when I, when I finally ended up to, to kind of fast forward, I, I placed top five in NPC Bikini, the first show in 48, nice. uh, when I was 48. 
Um, and in fact, I look like the mule at the Kentucky Derby. I mean, I come trotting out there and my bikini is like covered in the logo of my health and wellness company. That's how, you know, the corporate girl that I was at the time, right, you know, right. comes what I was doing it. I was really technically telling myself I'm doing it all for my company, you know, mm. and then I placed top five. Well, Chris, I have a feeling you're probably like me. If you're a competitive person, you're a champion. What do you hear when you hear top five and you place fifth? <laughs> you're like, thanks for the plaque. That sucks. I'm Not there back. yet. <laughs> I'm getting one. Okay. So I set a goal for myself, went back into another 16 weeks of contest prep after a break, um, added a couple more products from our company just to see if they made a difference, which they did. And next thing I know, I'm winning first place at NPC Bikini in a national qualifier down in Corpus Christi, Texas, which, oh, by the way, Amanda Latona, who was like my shero through the whole thing. I followed her on Instagram. She was a former Miss Olympia. At the last minute, she ended up appearing at that at that competition, which to me was no, I mean, it was like law of attraction. Yep. And not only did she appear there, but she ended up talking to me and my videographer even got her on tape saying, way to crush it, J-Mo. And I just thought this just shows the power of vision, mm. um, believing it, that it's going to happen, putting visuals out in front of yourself the whole way through. And quite frankly, you know, I, I sum it all up by saying I thought about quitting until I remembered who was watching, mm. which was at that point in my you know, it was the whole world, in my opinion, right. you know, it was, right. it was everybody in my world. Mm. Um, and, and I knew that because even the quote unquote haters from my old company, and I will say this with all pride, and I hope they're listening. But in fact, one of the corporate executives from my old company walked away from the penthouse to join our warehouse at our company. And when he met with our CEO, he said, it's because I watched what Jennifer did. And he left my former company, came over, and other people followed him because of that and told me later, sort of hat in hand, you know, we kind of thought, oh, you're going to fail. And then you became the number one income earner. And then we we're like, oh, the products aren't going to work. And then, wow. And so my big thing is don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. And Chris, you and I know this, and I know you know this as a, as a business coach, and it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine in the world we live in today, because I feel like every time you turn around, you're bumping into a leadership coach, yep. but they've, but they don't even lead their own lives. Mm. Right. And, and I know you've said that I, I've heard guests of yours say that. Yeah. Um, I think Monty, Monty said that too, because I was just listening to it last night, but, mm. but at the end of the day, if you can't even lead yourself, I mean, you have got to walk the walk, stop talking the talk, stop being the professional student, stop telling everybody what you're going to do. Mm. Go do it and don't be afraid to fail. You know, don't be afraid to fail because it's really not about what others think or what they're going to ultimately say about you. It's about your journey and what you're going to learn in that process, in that rubbing, in those uncomfortable moments, in those times when it was cold and wet and early and I didn't feel like going to the gym or I didn't feel like eating cold chicken out of a Ziploc bag, which I had to do a lot. Um, you know, yeah. there's a lot in that. And it's, it's those small daily disciplines. Mm -hmm. And I know for probably every viewer or listener of yours, that's, that that's plugged in right now. Yeah. They're probably nodding their head. We know what's coming next about the small daily disciplines, right? Yeah. But your success is found in your daily routine. It's those it little things you do daily that make the big differences. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's, it's, if it's bodybuilding, if it's building a brand, mm -hmm. if it's building a business, it all boils down to those small daily disciplines and they're not always fun. They're not always easy. And there are some days that you wake up and you think I'm going to do this small da daily discipline and it either doesn't happen or it's broken or it doesn't work or that doesn't, but it's okay. You get up the next day and you try it again. Yeah. And, and, and Jennifer, I want to, I want to dive into this. this is a perfect time because the, I feel like the energy is ripe for someone listening, watching right now. Like you have an opportunity right now to share with someone, an accountability partner or live on the, on the marathon, whether it's replay, you can type it in comments, you can take a screenshot and put it on Instagram, Facebook stories, wherever. But 
write what is the one daily discipline that you want to start doing more of today you want to you want to or you want to recommit to this one thing i'm sure there's a billion things that you could be doing you could be journaling you could be med meditating you could be going and exercising what's the one thing that you really want to dive into and start to master start with one don't try to take on the whole freaking world at once start with one habit at a time what's the one thing that you want to commit to type it in the comments whether if you write health if you write journaling if you write uh, you know meditating gym whatever that is for you write it down in the comments and let us know this is momentum this is taking inspirational action and and uh, conversation that we're having me and jmo right now which you're you're probably like dang this is awesome i'm fired up but if you get off of this conversation and you don't and you don't take a new action, you don't implement something, then it's pretty much for nothing. It's like a little shot of oh inspiration, but it doesn't actually transform your life. So send us a message, send Jennifer a message, have a conversation with her. She has a, a book that she has. You know, there's so many awesome ways that you can take action and invest in yourself to be able to create even more results and momentum in your life. Yeah. And, and in the book, I mean, I was very honored to be a co-author actually in a book called Purpose, Passion and Profit. Um, and in, in my particular story that was highlighted, I really share what I call 12 transformational truths that are kind of built around probably inspirational quotes that you've heard. But it really each one sort of earmarks my whole journey from, you know, 25 pounds overweight, stressed out probably in the worst shape of my life to not only being in the best shape of my life, but really um, building up strength mentally, building up strength spiritually, mm -hmm. emotionally, relationally. I mean, there's so many things that that whole journey took me through mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I'd love to share it with you. And in fact, if you want to autograph copy, uh, just message me and I'd be happy to get, get a book in your hands. So I love it. And, and tell us a little bit more about like what, who this book is for. Is it, is it for entrepreneurs? Is it for people on the journey of self growth? Who's it for? It's really for anybody. I mean, there's a two time Grammy winner in there, Seth, Seth Mosley. There's Kyle Wilson, who's Jim Rohn's 18 year business partner, has a story in there. Um, we've got Jennifer Thompson, who was one of the founders of what they call the Inspire League. It's a bodybuilding federation. Um, there is Keith Elias, who is director of what they call player engagement at the NFL, but he basically, and he's Keith Elias, stories are incredible. Um, he'd be a great person to have on your podcast because he tells the stories of, uh, what it's like to transition from being an NFL rock star, um, out into the real world where, you know, now, like you said, we were talking about my father earlier, having to go from Colonel to almost civilian. It's, it's difficult. And so he's in charge of helping players transition and do that. And there's such an inspirational message and in what he talks about uh, there. And so it's, it's really a, a conglomeration of a lot of different entrepreneurs and different um, running in different lanes of life, but sharing their stories that all boil down to what their purpose was and how through their purpose and through their passion, they were ultimately able to profit from it in some way, whether it, and sometimes it's not financial profit. Sometimes that's profiting um, in uh, your growth, your own personal growth, um, and not just financial growth. So it could also be serving a lot of people, you know, like yes. profit is what's, what's the impact that you have. It could be financial, could be fulfillment, could be spiritual, could be, yes. you know, making this planet better than when we found it. I think that that's like the greatest impact that we can all really set out to, to achieve and accomplish. And uh, JMO, you're doing so much in the world and I, I love what you stand for. I love how you're inspiring people, no matter where they're at, what age, what kind of, um, you know, setbacks or disabilities or things that have, have, you know, they've, they've faced in their life. Like you give them hope to keep going and to remember that it's about the vision. Where do you want to go? What's the purpose? How do you really activate that and take action on it? And I know you got some really great stuff coming up in the future. We're definitely going to have you back on again, cause you're a freaking powerhouse. Um, but just in a brief summary, what else can people be excited about if they follow you, if they connect with you, if they send you a message, uh, what else do you got coming in the future? Well, it's kind of funny because I, you know, and again, a lot of the, what happens to you in life sort of happens accidentally. So mm. I, I showed up at an incentive trip with my company with a hat on that said killing it. <laughs> and um, everybody, I, I just bought this hat like at the mall, you know, and uh, everybody's like, oh, I want a hat. I want a hat. And you're killing it. And you're, mm. you know, I was the number one income earner, obviously, at the time. And so everybody wanted a hat. So the next trip I went on, I brought hats for everybody on my team who made the trip. 
And now it's almost evolved into like a brand. And so I have people that have been on me for a long time to write a book about, um, especially my journey in network marketing, because I know a lot in that space. Um, So I'm definitely going to do that. But I'm also getting ready to start a community on Facebook that's going to be the Killing It Collective. Um, and hopefully bring a lot of entrepreneurs in there. Um, you know, there's a, a friend of mine that owns one of the largest paleo conventions in the world. And we're talking about doing a women's um, entrepreneur event and kind of, uh, you know, uh, getting together on that. And so I've got a lot of things in the works that I'm excited about. And then at the same time, um, the, the health and wellness company that I'm in right now, we're only five years old. Uh, but we've definitely reached critical mass. Uh, there was another health and wellness company out there that that has now almost basically merged with us. It had nothing to do with the business transaction, but the lion's share of that company, since the the company went a different direction and how they're going to market their products, they've all come over to our company and it's been crazy lately. So I've got a lot going on, a lot of different areas, but I'm super excited um, just about the rest of 2019 and um, I'm looking forward to killing it. Yes, I love it. I love it. And you're you're really going to be growing your own uh, personal brand as well. I know that that's something that's super important. It's like yeah. to have the the vehicle, the network marketing vehicle, awesome. And like, how can I concurrently build like my own brand? That's that's important because it's going to be with you for the rest of your life. You know, I always encourage people like create that content, build who you are for yourself, your purpose, yeah. your mission, because that's with you for the rest of your life. No matter what Absolutely. happens, ups, downs, wherever it goes, you get to bring you with you. So I, I really love that you're, you're standing for that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's unknown territory for me because, you know, as, as a mentor of mine told me recently, because I, you know, I kind of laid out some of the things that I really wanted to do. And I think this really applies to everyone, but sometimes it's the things that come to us naturally that we almost feel guilty doing as a business because we just feel like I've been gifted with that. I should just give it away. You right. Know? right. But I've had some friends go, Jennifer, that is your purpose. You're good at it. Um, and there's people that are lacking in that area that would pay you to help them. So I'm like, wow, okay, you know. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I love it. So let's give people the next step. How can they stay connected with you? Where do they go to have a conversation with you or email you? Let's let them know. Yeah. Well, right now the best ways to connect with me, I am am, am big on Facebook. I do a lot on Facebook, so you can always find me there. I am listed as Jennifer Merritt, and that's M A R E T. Moran, M-O-R-A-N. You can message me there. You can talk to me there. I'm, I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, you can also email me at Jennifer Moran online um, at gmail.com. Uh, so that's Jennifer Moran online at gmail.com. I do have a website that will be coming soon. We're still kind of working on some domain names there, but um, I will be posting that and sharing that. Um, as, as we move forward. So I love it. I love it. And if anyone has any questions for JMO, you want to just let her know what you got out of this interview, what was most inspiring about it. You are like, you have one of the biggest hearts and you're just so much fun, so easy to talk to. And I know everyone who comes across your path is just uplifted because of being in your presence. You're, you're just a beautiful, beautiful light in the world, Jennifer. I so, so appreciate you. You're amazing. Oh, well, back at you, Chris. And I have to say shout out to Andrew Hall for yes. connecting. Yes. <laughs> He's awesome. He's and, a legend. Uh, I, feel, I feel very blessed uh, mm. that I, I connected with you. You're incredible. So mm. this is this is just the beginning. So again, they can connect with you on Facebook, Jennifer uh, Merritt Moran, and that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, and that's M-A-R-E-T, and Moran, yeah. M-O-R-A-N. So that's beautiful. Definitely stay connected with her. And Jennifer, we got one more minute. I want to hear just the, the heartfelt message, what you want people to really step into their greatest possible self in this last minute of the interview give it to them. Well, I just really want people to understand that they have a purpose uh, that is far greater than probably they even realize and that they are created to not only um, be, but to have more than they could ever imagine. I mean, abundance is out there and um, really the only thing limiting you is yourself. So you got to move past that. And if you need a reminder of that every day, like I said earlier, just take a look down at your fingerprint. And that'll remind you that you're already winning, you're already unique, and uh, just get out there and and kill it. Boom, killing it, JMO. You are on fire. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, and we'll be seeing you really soon, okay? All right, thank you so much. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. 
Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>